First Peter, fourth chapter. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. We have the Apostle Peter, known as Cephas, known as the Rock, writing to the saints scattered, the exiles in Asia. A letter of encouragement to them in the midst of persecution, in the midst of chastisement, how we too can be encouraged by this letter. Looking at verse 17, it says, for the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news? And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to godless sinners? So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right. And trust your lives to the God who created you. For he will never fail you. I'm going to highlight again. It says what? If you are suffering. And the man that pleases God tells you to do what? Keep on doing what is right. And trust your lives to the God who created you. For he will never fail you. I want to try to deal with this topic and I solicit your prayers. Good under pressure. When you think about pressure, Pressure can be used in a lot of different ways. Pressure means that you could be having, be under peer pressure. Sometimes our peers may press us to do things that are not good for us. They will encourage you to hang out past curfew. They will encourage you to cheat on a test with them. They will encourage you to steal with them. And, and, and sometimes they press you in such a way that they make you be the lookout. Why are they doing their dirt? They figure you don't want to do it with them, so they try to say, well, you just look out for me. You'll, you'll be all right. They try to pressure you and to do something you might not ordinarily do. And when you're under that pressure, it's the time for you to find out what you're made of. When you're under pressure, that's when you can find your true character. It says that a, a leader with, with absolute power, then you find their true character. Because when you're leading, that's one thing. But when you have absolute power, when people are subject to you, then they really find out what they know about you. And so sometimes we need to test ourselves and see, am I good under pressure? We're familiar that coal under pressure makes diamonds. Something good comes from that pressure. Or maybe we're familiar that when, you, when sand gets into an oyster, it can make a pearl. It's good under pressure. Sometimes we realize that when we put water rushing against a dam, that pressure creates energy. Something good comes out of that pressure. But I want to point out, in order for something good to come out, there had to be pressure. And Peter begins telling them to rejoice in their pressure. Because pressure is not all bad. Tell your neighbor, pressure is not all bad. 
when you have a continuous physical force exerted on or against you on an object or something or, or slight pressure from people trying to persuade you to do some things you may not ordinarily do, it's an opportunity to find out what you're made of. So it says, do not be surprised that trials come. Do you see that in the text? Right. It says, instead, be very glad because trials will make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have a, the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it's revealed to all the world. You see, in order for you, in order for you, in order for you to see his glory, you have to make it through the pressure. Jesus realized there were people that were following him but were not his disciples. Many times when he had a large crowd, he tried to weed them out. We, we, we in, our, in, our, in our Sunday school class, we were talking about the cost of following Jesus. And it says in Luke 14 chapter, there was, a, there was a large crowd following him. And he turned around and said, if you want to be my disciple, you must hate your mother, your father, your, your children, your wife, even yourself in comparison to me to be my disciple. To be my disciple, you must deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow me to be my disciple. He's, he point out that if you want to be my disciple, you can't just be up in the crowd. You got to be willing to go through some pressure in doing this thing because you see, you're going to follow me. I too am going to suffer some things. He, he made it clear to his disciples they were kind of slow in getting it because that's not the Messiah they wanted. They wanted a, a political ruler that's going to give them some riches here on earth. But Jesus let them know that the son of man must suffer many things. I, I, I'll suffer rejection from my own family. His family said he was crazy. He was out of their mind. They came to get him. I, I'll suffer rejection from those who study the law. They told him he was a lie and the truth was not in him. I, I'll suffer rejection from even my own disciples. They scattered and ran out. Peter lied and cursed. I do not know the man. Judas kissed him and betrayed him. He said, I must suffer. And so how dare us to live this world and say, I don't have to suffer. He said, if you're going to be my disciple, you must suffer some things. I, I, I know I done turned somebody off because they heard how they can have their blessing now. But the blessing that the Bible is talking about is not material things. These things will, fa will fade away, will pass away. That's why he's making something new. Jesus said that I am going to prepare a place for you. And I'm glad right now that Jesus has prepared a place for his children. And then he goes on to say, store your riches in heaven where moth and, and the thief cannot get up and destroy. You understand here that there are blessings that are going to come, but they're not meant for you to truly enjoy right here because this stuff is only temporary, but what God wants to give you is eternal. So we got to go through some pressure. Pressure shows the evidence of the Holy Spirit. See, another way to test to see how close you are in following him, see how many trials you have gone through. Somebody say, what are you talking about? The Holy Spirit, if it rests on you and it's in you, then you are reflecting what is in you. And if what is in you is the spirit of Christ, who is light, then you will realize that the world rejected the light. 
And if the world rejected him, why would they accept you when you're representing him? That didn't hit somebody. You have somebody in your family. I might not be talking about everybody, but somebody y'all know. You got somebody in your family you just can't stand. You might have somebody in your office you just can't stand. And so when their children, their spouse come up to you, you act like they are right there then. You treat them with the same disdain. Because they are kin to the one you don't like. And since you have that connection with them, you treat them that same way. How much more would the children of the living God, who represent life, when they walk around the dark world, people say, here they come again. Going to talk about how I'm living in sin. Going to talk about how I'm shacking up. Going to talk about how I be getting drunk. I don't want to hear that foolishness. Because they living in this world that's already caught up. What it says, don't this be among you? Busy bodies. Workers of evil. A busy body. I, I like how you use that. You know the one that's always concerned about somebody else's problems. You know the one that knows your business but don't know their own. You, you know the one that you've done everything wrong but they've done everything right. You know those ones. How quick they are to talk about you. How quick they are to sling mud at you. How quick they are to be a hypocrite before you acting like they're all right. But yet, as a Christian, that's all right because it says, if you are reviled for the name of Jesus, it says, blessed you are. What's the blessing I have being rebuked? It means this, that that means I'm finding my true character under pressure. I, I was talked about in school because as I was maturing in Christ, I started letting go of some things that were childish. I, I used to love to play the dozens, we called it, to case somebody, talk about them behind the bus, talk about them when they walked down the hall. It felt good to me to make fun of those who came by. But as I matured, I realized I did not want to be in that environment. And so what we would spend our pastime in the lunchroom would be talking about people. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So I started eating my lunch in the foyer and had my Bible in my hand. And when I come to find out that people started coming to sit with me to talk about my Jesus. Because they realized I wasn't talking about that foolishness. I was talking about some wisdom. Because the wisdom did not come from me, but the wisdom came from me. Open up my Bible and say, well, how does God want me to live my life? Because I didn't want those things to be named upon me because God has created me to make his name glorious. So hallelujah. <laughs> so when we realize that what I was made for, the world is going to test me and see what I'm all about. And so you need to go through some tests and some trials to find out how good you are. That's why he says so happy <laughs> when you are insulted for being a Christian. Has anybody ever made that mistake on you? Yeah, I said mistake. They looked at you and said, you must be a Christian. You look too happy. And that's your opportunity to say, yes, and I'm blessed. <laughs> Isn't that what the text says? Blessing, when, when people look at you, you should walk different. You should talk different. You should act different. 
So much so, God showed how his light shines that way back in Exodus, remember when the cities, the plagues were struck, how never in Jerusalem they were struck there? It was dark all over Egypt. But over where the Hebrews were, there was light all through the city. Showing the example that when God is with you, it doesn't matter when the whole world's against you. And so when we're under pressure, we need to realize that suffering is going to come. Suffering is going to come, but yet under your suffering, you can rejoice. How can you rejoice? Well, one, you can rejoice because blessed you are. What is the blessing? Blessing comes from Jesus. When we know Jesus is the Lord and Savior, we realize that this earth, this world is not our home. Peter writes to them and saying, you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. God's chosen his elect, letting us understand that this is not our place. And so if this is not our place, I should not want to be accepted to this secret society. But I should be accepted and want to live in the kingdom. And so when I get blessing, I have peace of living a life that's acceptable to God. How do, you know, how do we have that? It says, I will not be ashamed at his coming. You, you know when you're ashamed, when it's time to be ashamed, you, you hear your name over the intercom. <laughs> Sam to the principal's office, uh-oh. No, I got caught doing something. I know I did something wrong. You know your boss asked to see you on a good day? Your boss asked to see you out of the blue? Uh-oh. We always try to think, what did I do? Did I misplace a file? Did I not turn something in on time? Did I miss some kind of appointment? We start going through realizing, how can I be unashamed when I get before someone of authority? But yet, those who know when they do right, when somebody calls your name, you walk up in their pride. Yes, can I help you call for me? And, and you might hear some bad news. They say, we got to let you go. That's all right. I wasn't, my life did not depend on this job. But my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. We, we realize that suffering is going to come. If I got to lose a job, that's all right. Some of us realize if I lose my job, it's the end of the world. No, it's not when Christ comes. That's the end of the world. So just hold on just a little bit longer. Suffering still got to come. If Jesus had to suffer and die for us to just give us a, t a taste of redemption, you can suffer a job loss. Some of us get into that doctor's office, gave me in for a checkup. The doctor checks you in. You feel your world is crumbling all around you. Yes, your world is crumbling all around you because <laughs> this world is going to be destroyed. But yet, blessed are you who are safe in his arms. Kind of reminds me of the disciples. Uh, they were on the boat. Jesus was asleep on the boat, and they still went through a storm. That, that went over somebody's head. Jesus was up in the boat, asleep on the boat, and they still went through the storm. Storm's going to come. Trials are going to come. But blessed you are. Cause you know how the story ends. They went to the other side. They made it through. We see blessed we are. But the opposite of those who are blessed are those who are suffering and living a shameful lifestyle. Murderers, evildoers, busybodies. They deserve rebuke. You see, you understand? Yes, we, Peter's pointing out that yes, you are chastised. People make fun of you because you love the Lord. And we know, we understand you don't deserve it. 
That went over somebody's head. We know among us, you don't deserve it. But don't let, don't you be caught as a murderer, as an evil, as a busybody, because they deserve it. And he drives it home saying, if we are barely saved by ourselves because there's none righteous before the law, what more to those who do not know the law, how are they going to be punished? I, I know we like to talk about how good God is and how much we love him, but you understand he's a just God. And as a just God, he got to do what's just. And so he has to judge what is evil. Come on, somebody. I, I, I know some of y'all have not repented in a long time because you forgot what it meant to repent. But you need to wake up and realize in order for me to forget about myself and lift up some holy hands, I need to realize how these hands have been some unholy sometimes, uh, how they've been doing some evil things uh, sometimes. Uh, you might have been caught last night doing some things with them hands you should not have been doing. But when you lift them up before God holy, how are they holy? Because I've been washed by the blood of the lamb and so when I lift up my hands I realize that Lord let this not be among me evil intentions slander hypocrisy busybody being all about somebody else's business trying to slander and destroy their character when all I should be doing is re really just trying to lift up the name of Jesus because it says blessed are those who are revived for his name his holy name the Bible tells us by no other name can you call out and be saved. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul goes on to say that by the name of Jesus, every knee shall by every tongue shall confess. And I'm glad how he put it. He, put, he talked about three creatures in three different areas. On earth, on heaven, and below. They understand how they, by the name of Jesus, something on earth bows, something on, in heaven bows, something in hell bows. At the name of Jesus, some, somebody's tongue on earth says, somebody's tongue on heaven says, somebody's tongue in hell says, at the name of Jesus, that he is Lord. So go ahead and be suffered for his name's sake. Because this pressure will prepare you. Because judgment's going to come. But when judgment comes, will you be unashamed? Judgment's going to come. But when judgment comes, will you be unashamed? Because some of us now are unashamed of our lives right now. We know we're not doing everything that we should be doing. And, 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 and when we do that, that's why we should humbly submit ourselves back to him. Do you understand that every time we come into this house of prayer, there's another opportunity to say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Because our God is merciful. His love is everlasting. And if his love is that great, we realize that if he saved us to redeem us, then we should come to please him. Because we were not made for our purpose, but for his glory. And so, therefore, I got to be good under pressure. Because just like some coal that you pick it up, your hands get dirty. And then you pick up coal and you compress and you put it under pressure, but it comes out shining, sparkling like a diamond. But do you understand that the diamond that comes out still rough around the edge? But when a jeweler gets a rough diamond, it can shape that diamond into any shape it wants. It can cut it in a princess cut. <laughs> it can cut it however you like. 
and it has to cut it out in order for it to shine in a special way. You understand there's some diamonds that don't shine because they haven't been cut by a good jeweler. But when it's cut by a, a good jeweler, you can stand in the back of the room and that light just hits that diamond and it just sparkles and shines. Uh, that people come by and look at your hand. Uh, all I'm trying to tell you that you got to be good uh, under pressure. God's still working on you uh, so you can shine at a time of his appearing. I'm trying to leave you alone, but I want to drive this home. God knows how precious you are, and that's why the world is trying to knock you down. The world is trying to get you going, chasing things that's going to lead to your destruction. But good God from Zion, God seen your helper. He heard your despairing cry, and that's why Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He realized the debt we could not pay, so he paid it. All debts have been canceled. You're living uh, debt free. Uh, your sins have been atoned. Uh, you're at one mint uh, with the Father. Good day now, children. May the Lord bless you real good. But you ought to keep on walking uh, with your head up high and not your head uh, bowed down. Uh, you might be stricken with cancer. You might have lost a loved one. Your house might be under foreclosure. Your bank account may be empty. But hold on to God unchanging hand. It's all right to be under some pressure because God can bring you through. You might not see it in the land of the living, but hold on because Christ is coming back and when he comes back he's going to bring something with him a legion of angels the trumpet will sound our bodies will be changed no more pain no more suffering no worrying about how I'm going to keep my lights on because God will be my light he will be all and all for me no matter worrying how can I walk around when I got a new body that's unperishable I'll be able to walk and see some pearly gates some streets of gold. And don't worry about you can't sing now. You'll be able to sing with the heavenly hosts. Holy, holy, holy is God Almighty. So, keep on doing the good work. Trusting the faithful, true creator. And trust your soul in him. What does that mean? That means when you're doing right, when everybody else is doing wrong, trust in the faithful creator. What does that mean? Everybody else is stealing. Everybody else is cheating. Everybody else is lying on their tax return. Everybody else is, is sleeping around. Everybody else is shacking up. You will trust in the faithful creator. And there's an underlining word here, the faithful creator. That means he created you for a great and awesome purpose. Oh, the enemy wants you to think that you're worth nothing. Oh, the enemy wants you to get caught up in doing everybody else's dirt and doing the dirt that you know you should not be doing. But I'm so glad that the faithful creator, that I can put my trust in him, he'll sustain me. He will keep me. In the middle of the storm, he's my 
peace. In the middle of turmoils, he's my joy. In the middle of times I don't know what to do, he's my mercy and my comfort because I realize I have some help and my help coming from the Lord and it's in me. How is it in me? Because he gave us the Holy Spirit. And so when the Holy Spirit rests in you, then trials will come after you. But it's only going to compress you so that you can shine like a diamond. And times that you feel a little bit dim, that means you go back to that fine jeweler and say, cut me right here so I can shine some more. Oh, don't worry about how dull your life might be on this earth because you are going to shine when you get yourself in his hand. The earth can't make you shine, but God can make you shine. So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you. For he will, tell your neighbor, for he will, for he will. never fail. I'll tell somebody, say, for he will, he will. never fail. I'll oh, come and help me preach this. Stay tell him, say, and he will, he will. never fail. Say, he will. Never fail. Say, hold on. Say, hold on. Say, hold on. To God's unchanging hand. Be good under pressure. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we come to you right now, God. Realizing that troubles are on every side. Storms are raging. But God, you can say peace and be still. Father, your psalm says, be still and know that you are Lord. For you will be exalted. For the God of Jacob is our refuge. The God of Jacob is our strength. Father, Lord, we look to, our, to you for whence cometh our help. Our help comes from you. Father, we understand that we can't satisfy you living in this world. So, Father, we forget all. That's in this world, and we come chasing after you. We press on towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, enduring suffering, enduring pressure, knowing that over in glory, God, you'll make us bright and shining like the morning sun. We thank you, Father. And Lord, if there's someone here who does not know Jesus, Father, I pray right now that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that he died for their sins. Father, you see this man, you see this woman, you see this child, you know where they are. And we thank you, God, that you love them so much, that you have want to give them eternal life, all through Jesus Christ. Father, please have your way. Touch our hearts as we draw closer to you. Amen.